You're listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To learn more about the Collective Church in Portland, Oregon, and Vancouver, Washington, visit us online at thecollectivechurch.com. I saw adding new businesses. I saw shifting, like even what you're spending your time doing. Like there's, there, like there's new interest and pockets of things are opening up and it's just new. And I said, okay, God, why are you sharing this with me? And he said, because we're going to have to recognize this because the temptation will be to hold on to what we know and what's familiar. It's tempting to hold on to what I've been doing because I'm like, actually kind of, it's, it's like the, the child, you kind of figure out, you finally figure out what's there and then they change, right? So you have to let go of what you were doing to help that child and you have to figure out the new. And so what God was saying was, it's going to require us to let go of what we thought we were going to be doing in our future. We thought, okay, now that I have this down, I'll just keep doing this. And God is saying that those things that he brought you are wonderful and good, but they're seasonal. They're seasonal. In fact, I saw some people saying, we will live in this house for the rest of our lives. This is what we're doing. And God's actually going to put a for sale sign in your yard. He's going to want you to put a for sale sign in your yard and maybe just move you across town. I don't, I don't know what he's going to do, but I just know that everybody's going to be shifting. I had a vision probably 10 years ago and it's just kind of popped up every four years or so. Maybe this is the third time it's popped up. But this vision I had was uh, chess and Jesus and Satan were across each other from a chess board and they were, you know, one at a time, whatever. And all of a sudden Jesus took all the parts of the chessboard and moved them all at the same time on different places of the board. And Satan started freaking out. He was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And Jesus was laughing. He was like, I can do anything I want. I'm king of the universe. I own all this. And it frustrated the enemy so badly because he's not omnipresent. He's not able to be um, in, in my life and April's life and your life and, and messing everything up at one time. He has to actually move in addition. He doesn't move, move in multiplication. And so he depends on people not moving in order to make the one move. So if everything stays still, meaning us, if we all stay in one place, right? And we just get in a pattern, we get in a pattern instead of getting in the new thing that God's doing. But he wants us in a groove and a pattern. He wants us in a routine and he wants us to get intimate with a routine rather than with the one who is organizing our life. And so we get intimate with routine and familiarity and then he can start anticipating how he could mess people up. And God says, this is how I mess the devil up. I get everybody in motion. I get everybody moving and I do surprise moves. This morning I looked, uh, my phone, a text came up and I looked and it said, surprise, like from a person named surprise. And I went, what? And I looked down and it didn't say that. And so this morning he said, I'm sending you a message. Surprise. So be aware, be ready, be ready to do the new thing. Be open, be open to something that you didn't anticipate or you're not even sure. You're not even sure if it's the best thing for you. But when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, when you're in his, when you're in his presence and you just get quiet and get the world quiet and get your mind quiet, you can start feeling the flow of God in a certain area. And he says, I will be with you. I will not make you do this by yourself. I've already got ahead of you. But hear me, says God, and let go, let go of the things that maybe have become your security. Amen. 
So Father God, we thank you for this word. We thank you, God, that you are shifting and moving and reorganizing. And it's all for our good, says the Lord. It's all for your good, says the Lord. It's all for the kingdom. It's all for the people that are living in darkness and despair. And God says, you're carrying something that I'm going to have you carry into a new territory. And I've called you to be pioneers. I've called you to pioneer something new. Maybe it's a new neighborhood. Maybe that's all it is, is a new neighborhood. New people getting the light of God. New places, new spaces. So Father, we are open to the new and we trust you. We trust you with new steps. We trust you with a left turn we didn't see coming. We trust you with a right turn we didn't see coming, God. And we thank you for it, God. Give us the courage to let go. Give us the courage to let go of what is no more. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, and we all said together, amen. Awesome. Praise God. Yeah, let's give him a clap, clap for that. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we're going we're gonna, to uh, be in the book of Acts, and we're going to read a lot of chapter 4, and we're going to point some things out um, in, in chapter 4. But, but I, I love this. It says, The teaching and preaching of Peter and John angered the priests, the captain of the temple police, and repre- representatives of the Jewish sect of the Sadducees. They were furious that the people were being taught that in Jesus there is a resurrection from the dead. So while Peter and John were still speaking, the Jewish authorities came to the temple courts to oppose them. They had them arrested, and since it was already evening, they kept them in custody until the next day. Yet there were many in the crowd who believed the message, bringing the total number of men who believed to nearly 5,000. So how many women and children? We don't, we don't have that number, but this is, in, this is incredible. This is the spirit of the Lord is on the move. And I believe this, church. I believe that the spirit of the Lord is on the move in Portland. I can feel something shifting. I feel like even the way we're approaching things right, right now um, is, is like changing. I, I feel like God is, is like he's, he's sifting things and he's, he's reducing things down to their, to the, their most basic, like, like, what, like what are we here for? Have you ever had this thought, like I don't want to play church anymore? If you had that thought, that's the thought I have. I don't want to just get up here and share something to, to make me sound smart or that I've been studying the Greek all week. Or Like, you can do that on your own. Like, we're actually all called to, uh, to be ready in and out of season with the word of God in our hearts. Like, that's all of us. But it's like, God, what are you asking us to do? And I keep coming back to, and Tiffany said it this morning um, in our prayer time, is, is, is the guys on the tarmac with the orange cones, Jesus, Jesus, equipping people to Jesus, leading people to Jesus. And I feel like we're, we're in the season right now where it's like everything that I feel that, that it's about, it's like not being clever or funny or cute or all the different things. And you know, like people are like, well, what are you guys going to do for Easter? Are you going to have a camel in here? What are we doing? Are we going to do a live, a live nativity scene? Like, what are like, at Christmas, what are we doing? Like, no, we're just going to preach Jesus and sing some songs. And it's going to be awesome. There's going to be a really clear pre- presentation of Jesus. And so bring your friends. It's going to be awesome. Because I, I feel like we're in this season of, of like, dis- everything's distilled down to what's the, keeping the main thing the main thing. And, and that, um, like our job, my job is, is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, which means that 
we're all called to minister and be in ministry. It's like, how many people feel called to ministry? That's every single one of us. Now, if you're saying how many feel called to be hired and to make an income and to be in a position or, or an office of, of, uh, of the fivefold, that's, sure, that's, that's different, but not much. <laughs> We're all called to be ministering. We're all called to be in ministry. And that's why I love Matt and Kirsten's story is they're like, no, we're just because we're in the marketplace doesn't mean that we're not ministers. We're actually, I love it. You know, what's cool about shifting too is, um, pastor was the pastor in Pennsylvania was telling us a story because there's not a lot of properties for, for churches on the East coast. And they, they actually looked into a, um, a building, like a warehouse space. And they, they went to, to, I think to go put an offer on it. Well, the community caught wind of it and it was on the, it was on the nightly news. It was like people came out in droves to oppose this thing. They were like picketing. Like there was, I, I think there were science. It, it was just a huge thing. Like we will not have a church come into a commercial space. Like that is not going to happen. Friends, you, you, you talk about tough sledding where they're at in Pennsylvania. It's tough sledding. It's not the, there's no buckle, there's no belt, there's no Bible belt, there's no, like people even thinking, well, we should probably go to church on Sunday. We, we probably want to have our kids in Sunday school. No, 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 no. Like it's, it's very, the gospel, the gospel witness there, sparse. And so they, they go to get this building and they said, no, and there's just, I mean, just an, angry, like an angry mob, an uprising. But what's here, here's what's cool about shifting. And here's what's cool about when you feel like you're supposed to step into something new is what happened is because it was on the news, somebody saw it on the news and, and they pastored, was it an Episcopalian church, babe? A Methodist church, a Methodist church. And um, they, they only had like 20 members. And I don't think they weren't able, they were, they were an older congregation and they weren't able to take care of the facilities anymore. They weren't able to take care of the building anymore. So because of the opposition, because of the opposition, it got broadcast on the news. God, God's doing what only he can do, friends. It gets broadcast on the news. They see it. They call them the next day. They come over and make an offer, and it's their building now, and it's gorgeous. It's, it's super cool. Super cool Methodist church with, with, with some, some cool old, old features on there, liturgical features mixed with, like, modern things that they've done. It's just really, really a beautiful story. So can I tell you this, that um, in shifting, if there's opposition, that, that doesn't mean that it's the wrong thing. <laughs> it actually means that you're probably on the right path, and God, God's going to actually use the opposition in your favor. Actually, um, Romans chapter 8 says that he's working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So do not, let me, let me say this. Do not be discouraged if you're getting pushback right now. Do not be discouraged if there's opposition right now, because God is working everything together in your favor in Jesus name. In fact, the riots, what the riots did is they paid for airtime. They just paid for TV airtime so that it could go out and say, Oh, you're looking for a building. We have a building to give you right in a great location on a main road. Praise God. Praise God. That's good. 
says this, the next day many Jewish leaders, so, so they're, they go to jail for the night. I like in the book of Acts, it's just like, just like a little sub, th- and they were, they were in jail again another night, and we're like, they made a bad Facebook post about me. I'm unfriending them. I'm being persecuted. Come on. Let's get real. He called me a clown. Oh. He said, I'm intolerant. Okay. The next day, many Jewish leaders, religious scholars, and elders of the people convened a meeting in Jerusalem. Um, Annas, the high priest who was there with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others who were members of the high priest family, they made Peter and John stand in front of the council as they questioned them, saying, tell us by what power and authority you have done these things. Peter, being filled with the Holy Spirit, answered, respected elders and leaders of the people, listen, are we being put on trial today for doing an act of kindness by healing a frail, crippled man? Well, then, you and everyone else in Israel should know that it is by the power of the name of Jesus that the crippled man stands here today completely healed in Jesus' name. We had a lady get healed of, of, of some vision, some vision issues that were uh, 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 some sort of condition that she had to wear sunglasses. It wasn't because she was trying to be cool. It wasn't because her future was so bright. She had to wear shades. It was, she had a medical condition. And uh, Jody, were you praying with her? Jody was praying with her and, and she was able to take the sunglasses off for the rest of the, since she was eight years old. Yeah, so, so light would give her migraines. She was healed in the atmosphere of heaven because that's what we carry. That's what we carry. Peter being, I love that, Peter being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it says, you crucified Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but God raised him from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that you, the builders, have rejected. And now he has become the cornerstone. I want to pause there for, for a second. We either, Jesus is either cornerstone or he's rejected. Jesus is either cornerstone or rejected. And, and I, want to, I want to go, I felt like I was supposed to stop and go here a little bit, is that we have got to make Jesus the cornerstone of our life. I want to read really quick what a cornerstone is. Um, just almost fell off. And that would have been sad. But we being full of the Holy Spirit would have prayed for it. In relation to architecture, a cornerstone is traditionally the first stone laid for a structure which all other stones laid in reference. Oh, that's so good. A cornerstone marks the geographical location by orienting a building in a specific direction. So Jesus orients us in a specific direction. Jesus orients us in a certain location. Jesus is is the one that all... that. We look to Jesus as our reference moving forward. If you put in the cornerstone wrong, the whole building could be off. Could be unlevel. It could be uneven. So the cornerstone had to be laid. And I, I felt like this, that the um, we're, we're in a place, church, right now. We're, you know, I, I'm, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, how much do you want us to talk about on Sunday mornings about what's happening? You know, and I don't want to just be a talking head. I don't want to be just another news source to get us all riled up. 
on Sunday mornings. But we have to know, there, there is a, a piece where we have to understand the spirit behind it. The spirit right now that is in operation is the same spirit that the Pharisees and the Sadducees moved in, where they rejected Jesus as the chief cornerstone. And they said, actually, we reject the cornerstone. We can use him somewhere as a decorative stone. We can maybe try to take our, our chisel and our mallet and we can try to shape him into what we believe so that he'll fit maybe in another part of the building. But I'm just telling you, in 2022, Jesus must be the chief cornerstone in our life. He's got to be the chief cornerstone in our life. And so then when it comes to the cultural issues that we're facing, okay, we, I just talked to somebody in, in the Tiger Tualatin School building. Uh, excuse me, in the Tualatin, in Tualatin High School, part of the Tiger Tualatin School District, which, by the way, is the building that you pass as you drive in here. As you're going out, it's the building on your left on the corner. Can I ask you something? Can I ask you that every time we pass that, every time we pass that, slow down just a little bit so no tailgaters. If you're tailgating somebody on the way out, they might be slowing down at that corner. Slow down just a hair and reach your hand towards that that building and say, in Jesus' name, every bit of darkness leave, in Jesus' name. Every bit of darkness leave, every bit of demonic oppression that's trying to to um, infiltrate that school system and just pray that Jesus would reign over the Tiger Tualatin school. Can we do that? I'm just telling you, what if, what if five... I'm sorry, I'm spitting a lot today, Annabelle. I'm so sorry. What if 500 people every Sunday morning stuck their hand out and just said, in Jesus' name, we bless you, Tiger Tualatin School District. We bless you in Jesus' name. We take authority over every principality that set itself up. Because what's happening right now is we, a friend of ours works in the office and kids, there's a bracelet system. There's a couple different things happening, a bracelet system, so that if I feel that as, as though I am a girl on Monday, I can wear my bracelet on my right my right wrist to, identi- to, to let the teachers know of how I would like to be gendered. Then I'm, I'm Benina on, on Monday or whatever. And then on Tuesday... I put this on because I'm feeling a little more masculine on Tuesday. And, and the teachers are having, the teachers have to address them in the gender specific that they want for that day. Can I tell you, friends, that is the stone in which the builder has rejected. That says we are going to build a society. We are going to build a school system. We're going to build a a district on our own thoughts and our own wisdom and our own fleshly corrupt, um, debased ideas. Where as believers in 2022, we have to say, no, Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the cornerstone, meaning that whatever Jesus says about a situation, whatever the word of God says about a situation is actually how we have to align ourselves. Jesus does not align to us, friends. We align to him. He, he doesn't say, yeah, you're right. That seems very unloving. Let's, let's, um, why don't we just go along with that? Now, listen, there is a way to love. There was a way to honor and respect the testimony that we heard last week of the young man who came out of homosexuality and, and, and was on crystal meth. How many were here for that, for that testimony? It was phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. And um, and he's, remember what he said, that his mom loved and respected every partner 
that he brought to the house. But yet she, she remained, she, there was honor, but there was honesty. And she remained truthful and steadfast in her prayers for her son and speaking life over him. There is a way for us to not, to, to, to not burn bridges. There is a way for us to, to, to love. But in 2022, listen, we cannot reject the very stone, Jesus, which the whole thing is built on. And so the whole thing is, is, is by him, for him, to him, through him, unto him. It's, it's all about Jesus. There is no other name than the name of Jesus. That at, at his name, every knee, every uh, will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So, so in this, I'm, I'm just going, okay, Lord, how, how, do we, how do we go about this? How do, we, how do we address these issues? And I think what we have to do is just continue to address what the cornerstone says. And the cornerstone says that God made them, he made them male and he made them female. Yes. That's what it says. He made them male and he made them female. Listen, if we were all to say I was born this way, I know I know I'm going in, I know I'm treading, I'm treading here, but I'm actually not, because it's actually cornerstone talk. So it's actually cornerstone talk here. It's actually I'm not actually treading in any I'm not going, oh, this is the fence. Oh, this is no. Just because I like listen, to say I was born with something is such a cop-out. We were all born with something. It's called sin nature. The Bible calls it the edemic nature. If I, if I acted out everything that I was born with, listen, I would be a murderer. I would, I would be living a homosexual lifestyle. I would be, I would be constant. Like we all have the sin nature that we were born with. Remember what, remember what he talked about last week? He talked about how God started to change the way he thought started to change the way he thought. He started to renew his mind with the word of God. And he said that lust just went away, just went away, just went away, just went away. Now, are there propensities? Absolutely. Are there, are there generational tendencies? Absolutely. But Jesus broke every generational curse on the cross of Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary. Jesus broke every generational curse. There's proclivities, there's propensities, there's these things that we have, to, like where we have, we, by the Holy Spirit, it's part of being mature. It's part of being a mature believer is to say, you, listen, sorry, mature, if you like that better. Um, <laughs> mature. <laughs> Part of being a mature believer, though, is to work with the Holy Spirit, to wrestle with the Holy Spirit of where I'm supposed to have guardrails, of God, uh, where, where, where am I supposed to set up safeguards? So that's, uh, we're, not, we're not saying we don't, we don't do that, but I just, I just sense in my spirit so strongly that what are cornerstone ideas? Well, you know, we don't give financially to the church because we just don't believe it, you know, and because inflation and we just, we have to have more money. That's not cornerstone talk, by the way. That's just rejecting cornerstone. I love you. Either a rejected stone or he's the cornerstone. He's either a rejected stone or he's a cornerstone. And we make we make decisions, we make conscious decisions. I, Jesus, I am rejecting you in this area. I, I'm actually going to build my life in this area. I'm actually going to build my life in this area. 
The message of Jesus will always offend our natural mind. It will always offend our senses. It will always offend our flesh. So that's why we have to embrace it. And it sounds so, it sounds so loving to go along with our flesh, by the way. I mean, I, w- I wish the message of the cross was everything loves everyone, do anything, whatever you feel. Well, yeah. And that's basically the fundamentals of Satanism, by the way. Do whatever I want, whenever I want, um, and, and rebel in every area I want. All right, let's keep reading. I mean, how antiquated to not sleep with someone until you're married. Like, how are you going to know if you're compatible? Right? Like, are they super annoying sleepers? They slobber? How do they look in the morning without makeup? Like, like really, these are questions that need to be answered. <laughs> I wish we, I mean, don't we all wish that? Just get up here and say, it's 2022. Like, get real. No, either we reject the stone or he's the chief cornerstone. And this, this, isn't, this isn't legalism. This is actually chief cornerstone talk. <laughs> it's actually, how do we want our life to be? Listen, we have enough demonic opposition in other areas to go against things that the Lord has actually commanded us to not do. There's enough... There's enough opposition out there. Hallelujah. So this, this is the stone that you builders have rejected and now has become the chief cornerstone. There is no one else who has the power to save us for there is only one name to who God has given authority by which we must experience salvation, the name of Jesus. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men (laughs) who had never had any religious training. Come on, somebody, say amen. So I love being around Bob and Jenny sometimes. I love their perspective. Sometimes I'll say something to Jenny. She'll she'll say something. I'm like, wow, you really, that was a razor's edge that you just navigated on that. She's like, it was? She has like no clue. And I love that. I love that Bob's like, oh, wait, we can say, like, we don't say that or we say this or we do this or we don't. I love that. I love that as part of the team. I love that. And, and, and actually, religious training, um, formal religious training is not part of what makes us great ministers. It's actually a heart that is yielded to Jesus and that we spend time with Jesus. I love what they say. Listen to this. They said this, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. They had, then they begin to understand the effect Jesus had on them by spending time with him. <laughs> Not good. I think other versions said they realized that these men had been with Jesus. They got around him and they talked and they said, hey, w- when this lady talks, it's, it's, it's almost like it's, it's, it hits me heavier than when just somebody else talks to me. Why? It's because she's been with Jesus. Yeah. That's why. 
So how, how, how awesome is one of the byproducts of, we've been talking so much about prayer. We've been talking about so much time, so much about spending time with Jesus. Isn't it awesome that it's actually something that can be felt in the, it has significance in the spiritual realm, obviously, but it can also be felt in the natural realm. People, people can say, man, this person seems like they've been with Jesus. I've been around people where, um, especially like later in their life where they've walked with Jesus for a long time and you can tell that they've died, they've w- woken up dead for a long time and I've gotten around them and I'm like, I felt like, I, I actually felt like the presence of Jesus. Not that they were Jesus, but the Holy Spirit had no limits in their life, had no limits he could, and could just seep out of every pore, every conversation, every, every you know, every everything that they did. I, I was around this guy, um, oh man, a while ago, and he opened his mouth on a Sunday morning, and just started to to sh- just to share, and I just started to bawl because when I feel the presence of God, I cry. If you haven't noticed, um, I just, I started to cry, and so what happened is I was like, "Oh my word, this guy has been with Jesus." Like this guy has been in the presence of the Holy Spirit. This guy has laid down his life for the gospel, and because of that, there was great power in everything he had to say. Don't you want that to be said of us? Amen. Standing there with them was the healed man, and there was nothing further that they could say. I love it. I love it. It just silenced them. It silenced them. Actually, you know what? Um, Go over over to verse. uh, Last week, we talked about prayers that we can pray over ourselves. And what's so cool is the people pray to prayer over themselves. And so I want to read that to you. And then we're going to pray ourselves. And then we're going to go home. And then I'm going to go pack for my trip. Jesus name. Um, let's go to verse 25. No, let's go to, no, 23. Go to 23. As soon as they were released from custody, Peter and John went to the other believers and explained all that had happened with the high priest and the elders. When the believers heard their report, they raised their voices in unity and prayed, Lord Yahweh, you are the Lord of all. You created the universe, the earth, the sky, the sea, and everything that is in them. And you spoke by the Holy Spirit through your servant David, our forefathers, saying, how dare the nations plan a rebellion, ranting and raging against the Lord Most High. Their foolish plots are futile. Look at how the kings of the earth take their stand with the rulers scheming and conspiring together against God and his anointed Messiah. In fact, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Jews and non-Jews, met together to take their stand against your holy servant, Jesus the Messiah. They did to him all that your purpose and will had determined according to the destiny you had marked out for them. So now they're praying, by the way. This is a prayer. Verse 29, I love this. He says, so now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Okay? I'm just telling you right now that the threats seem really big right now. There's a cancel culture. There's threats of losing your job. There's, I mean, there's just, there's just, we're being threatened. Uh, 
the, the way of Jesus right now is being threatened, but we know that it's been threatened for thousands of years and it never succeeds, by the way, and will never succeed, by the way. It just feels, it just feels big right now. It feels, you know, the, the, what's, what's the little, the, the frill lizard. You ever seen a frill lizard? It's this little lizard and then, and it puffs itself up and it flexes its chest and gets all gets all ripped looking and it's got like this big like hood on it and it runs like literally runs like this like just a frat bro and um and it's all it's all flex he's all flexed out and it's it's intimidating looking go look it up go look frill lizard running it's intimidating, but it's this little lizard that just puffs himself and looks really big and flexes. And it's got this weird little thing behind his head. That's, uh, that's what the enemy is doing right now. He's flexing. He's making it sound really big. The narrative coming out from news organizations, it's really big. It's like, and it's really like, and then, and then Christians are like, what are we doing? Boycott Disney. We got to boycott everything. We got to run for the hills. You know, we got to, and they're like wearing, they're like, we're not going to Disney anymore. I saw a post yesterday that, yeah, we're done with Disney. And they're like walking out in their Nikes. Like, where do we stop while wearing their Levi's, you know, that supports every agenda and drinking their Coca-Cola. And it's like, you, okay, we have to be Amish. Okay. <laughs> Friends, like, come on, let's get off those horses. Disney's fun. Just don't watch, don't watch the, the I mean, yeah, there's an agenda. That, that's what I'm saying. It's big. It's in our face. It's a little frill lizard. It's, 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 it's big. It seems big. And it, this was big. They had a whole, they had the whole Jewish sect of people after them. But what, what, you know what shut them up was the power of God. You know what shut them up was miracles. They couldn't say a word because the, the dude that had been sitting there for however many years was walking around with them. They're like, yeah, but you can't. He's walking. So now, Lord, listen. Okay, this is a prayer. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us. And I pray that right now. We pray that as a collective church. Empower us as your servants, to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. At that moment, the earth shook beneath them, causing the building they were in to tremble. Each of them was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. Come on, somebody. By the way, it, that also can mean freedom of speech. Interesting, huh? Very interesting. Each of them was filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. All the believers were in one mind and heart. Selfishness, c- catch this, catch this. That, that, that word is homo, homo legeo, homo legeo, and it means unity of purpose, unity of identity, and unity of passion. Unity of purpose, unity of identity, and unity of passion. Okay, you, here, here's what you're not going to hear. Here's what you're not going to hear. We have committed to not calling out, using this platform to call out other ministries that we don't agree with. Why? Because we agree with 99.9% of their theology. And that is Jesus died and was raised from the dead. And everyone who believes in him sh- will not perish, but will have eternal life. And if we believe in that, and you, you know, Paul addressed this a lot. He's like, you're of Apollos and we're of, and they're not from our tribe. Lord, what do we do? He's like, if they're not against us, they're for us. 
okay? So there's unity. All the believers were in one mind. Oh, that's, that was very nice, Lixie. All the believers were in one mind and heart. Selfishness was not a part of their community for they shared everything they had with one another. The apostles gave powerful testimonies about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great measures of grace rested upon them all. Some who, some who owned houses or land sold them and brought the proceeds before the apostles to distribute to those without. Not a single person among them was needy. And then it goes on. I'm going to stop there. But I want us to pray this. Let's all stand. I want to, we're going to pray this out. Um, could we put Acts 4.29 in the TPT, 29 and 30 in the TPT on the screen? Okay. We're going to start with Empower Us. We're, can we pray this together? So we're, this is this is 29, and then we're going to pray 30 as well, because last week we talked about praying the scriptures. Okay? We're gonna, we're gonna, let's, let, let's, let's pray this out. Like, we're not just reciting something together. This is a prayer this morning for us. Ready? Okay. Empower us as your servants. Speak the word of God freely and courageously. Next. Us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son Jesus. Let's do that again. There was someone, there was someone that didn't believe that. There's someone that didn't believe that. We got to believe this. This is who we are in Jesus' name. Why? Because we had a great week without sin. No, because we've recognized that it's all about Jesus and we're yielded and submitted to him. And he's our cornerstone. He we don't, he doesn't, we don't shape shape him and like tetris him and put him and fit him in with us no our life is built on the solid rock which is jesus christ ready okay let's actually go from the top so now lord One more time, one more time, go back. So Can we give Jesus a huge praise? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. I pray that you would settle that in our hearts this morning. Settle that you want to use us, Father. Settle that we've been created for your purpose. Settle in our hearts, Lord, this morning that, Jesus, you are the chief cornerstone. We're not rejecting you. We're actually saying you're first and foremost in everything, every area of our life. You dictate the positioning. You dictate the direction. You dictate where life is pointing, where life is pointing. You dictate what's level and what's not level. Jesus, in my own strength, I, I think I see what's level, but I don't always get it. Sometimes when you, when you hang the, the picture and you're like, man, that looks level, and you put a level on it and you go, nope, that's not level. It's just my eye. 
Maybe my left foot is shorter. My left leg is shorter. I don't know, but it looked level to me. No, what do we do? We put the level on it. And Jesus, I thank you that you are the level. You are leveling crooked places in our life. Father, you're taking areas that that we've been wrestling with and you're you're, um, just confirming it, Father. You're settling it this morning in our spirit. You're settling in in, in our spirits this morning that your way is better. Your way is better. Your way is higher. There is no other name than the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the testimony of the Markleys this morning. Father, that just said, Lord, here's our life. Lord, here's our life. Use it. We yield to you. It doesn't seem very level. I mean, what about your guys' 401k? What about your retirement, Matt? Like, what about, I mean... Pulling the kids out and going, I mean, gosh, you guys don't know what where you're going on your international trip. What if it's somewhere dangerous? God, how, it's pretty reckless of you two to be, I mean, there's all sorts of opinions people have. And there's all sorts of areas where I think are level. But then you take the level of the Holy Spirit and you put it up to it and you say, oh, that's the direction. Oh, <laughs> That's solid ground. Father, I thank you. Like just again for their yes. And Father, I pray for the yes in our spirit this morning. The yes in our spirit this morning. Father, I, I pray right now, even as we talk, talked about some difficult things, Father, I pray that you would give us a love for our city, that we would not we would not judge our city out of an unrighteous place. Father, you would give us a love. You would help us to see through eyes of the Spirit. You would empower us. You would empower us, Lord. You would empower us to move in signs and wonders by the name of your Holy Son, Jesus. We thank you, God, for the Imago Dei, the the image of God that's in every person that's lost right now. Father, we thank you that the truth of the gospel, the truth sets people free. It sets people free. Lord, I thank you that we don't have to wait. I don't have to wait till the person behind me, the person behind me, well, when when they get to them, then something, no, 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 it's, God, you want to use me. You want to use me. Let me just tell you a quick, quick story, really quick, then we're we're done. I just saw on on Facebook, there was a, a, a young lady that we met at an event um, in Dallas, Texas, three years ago. And um, for whatever reason, there was a pull in Heather and I, ours, in, in our heart towards her, just to, on the breaks, you know, we talked with her. We, She was very into New Age, very into crystals, very into zodiac signs, tell she was spe- she was seeking out spirituality. Very, very confused young lady, very confused young lady. And uh, before we left, Heather and I said, hey, can we pray for you? We pray for you. And, and so we, we just, we prayed for her. And I, I just remember feeling the, a sense of the power of the Holy Spirit as we prayed for this young lady. And I just saw on Facebook, for some reason she popped up in my feed and she is a radical Jesus freak who has completely turned her life over to Jesus. I, it, it wasn't our prayer, by the way. <laughs> She's like, when I heard your prayer, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there was a deposit. That was a seed. That was a seed. 
Everyone say, I'm a seed planter. You're a seed, you know, we, sometimes we, we hear like, I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we think, oh man, I've got I've to get the job done. I've got to close the deal. Let me, no, you just have to be obedient. You just have to be obedient to the cornerstone. And know, know this, that every prayer, every encouragement, every touch that you have, when it's done in the power of the Holy Spirit, you are planting a seed. But Paul says one waters, one plants, one waters, but ultimately it's the Lord that brings the harvest. Ultimately, it's the Lord that brings the harvest. So lift your hands one more time. Lord, we thank you that we are seed scatterers. We're seed planters this week, Father. And we are impulsed by your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that every person in this room is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we carry your presence. So, Father, we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Collective Church Podcast. To find out more, visit thecollectivechurch.com.